<laughs> what up? Yeah, it's 2021. 2021. Woo-hoo. So crazy. 2021 vision. Let's go. Um, I'm here with my good, 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 good friend, Kate. Hello. Yep. I've known her for, I've known you for quite a while. Four or five years, yeah. How did we meet? Through G four T probably. <laughs> I don't mean people know. I mean some people probably know. Through Make a church. sure you talk right into the mic, by the through way. Through a church. Through a church. Through a youth service. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what that was like. We hung out a lot. I remember we hung out for like six months. My phone's ringing. <laughs> I remember we hung out for like four or five months straight with like our group, and then like you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to BSSM." Oh, that's right. Yeah. Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry. Yeah, you're right. Ministry, BSSM. Yeah. And you decided to go to that. And you were like, I'm going to go to a year. And I'm like, sick. And so everyone thought I was going to do a year. Huh? I said, everyone thought I was only going to do a year. Yeah, I I think you only thought you were going to do a year. Goes and then is like, I'm going to spend like three years here. I'm like, okay. So I didn't really see you for like, I don't think I, and I always said, I remember, it's one of those things. Everybody says it. You probably heard it like from every person you've ever talked to. So just thousands of people all saying like, I'm going to visit. Oh, <laughs> but you actually did visit. I did. It only took me three years though. I finally visited. And nobody after visited. If you're wait, wait, really? listening to this. I think some people. No, visited. some people definitely did. I had um, some people for graduation, but people, I had a ton sweet. of people that said they were going to come that didn't. Yeah. That's one of those things actually great segue into the conversation <laughs> we're talking about i don't know well i think that is a little bit different but it's just kind of like one of those things where we say we throw them out we throw that out so often like oh i'll visit yeah <laughs> so now i'm just like i probably won't visit but if i do i'll let you know yeah yeah <laughs> your pet peeve because <laughs> that's like a yes but in reality, it's straight up and now. It's just like yeah. such a courteous thing to say. It's just like, yeah, I'd visit. I'll visit. Yeah, and totally. Then, and then it's just and it's just so funny because I could probably imagine you. You're just there, and like every year, the same people come up to you like, "Oh, I'm gonna visit. I'm gonna try and come like a bunch of times this year." And then they don't show up. Yeah. <laughs> what but about? I mean, I'm guilty of saying that too, so <laughs> I don't yeah. blame them. Reciprocate it. Well, how did it make you feel when people said that? I think. The first year was a little like I did expect people to come Uh and I think maybe just a few came, but not the ones that literally told me that they were going to come. Okay. So it was just like the random guests. Yeah. The random people that just, yeah. But the second and third year, I think I had more of a expectation of like, Kate, don't expect too much because people are probably not going to come, which is totally fine. Cause at that point I had like a good family cultivated there. So it wasn't. Like I wanted or needed people to come and visit me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, that's cool. Well, how was Bethel for you? It was good. It was a. Three years, 3,000 people. Yeah. Another 1,000 <laughs> people every year, right? Well, third year, there's like 100 well, people. Well, third year, 400 people are there, but they leave and then. You don't really see them every day, right? Yeah. You don't they really do see them thing. all the time. Because third year is like once a week. And people intern in second year and in first year. So it's like spread out. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely um, just a really 
character building experience. <laughs> like, oh, we love character. Yeah, building. we That's love good. character. Building. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves it. Honestly, I do love it. Like, it's it was painful, but it was the most beautiful season I've ever been through. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't go through it, I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm-hmm. And the the connections that I made, the friendships that I made, like literally would not be who I am today mm-hmm. if it wasn't for them. Yeah. No, good for you. You definitely grew a lot. I mean, yeah. thanks. <laughs> did you get taller too? Maybe. You're a tall girl. I am a She's tall girl. She's a tall girl. I'm about five, nine. If you guys are wondering. Yeah. Five, nine Russian interior designer i work with kate i worked with kate you know kate worked with me and then now i work with kate (laughs) now israel works for me yeah now i work for her just kidding how how the tables how the tables have turned um cool today on parable we're gonna talk about stuff (laughs) good stuff yeah good stuff and it's 2021 so you guys are blessed kate is the first voice you're gonna hear in 2021 on this podcast i feel so honored um i think it's been like i haven't posted for two three weeks um i needed to give you guys a break from my voice um can't get too used to it you had to start hearing the voice of god not my voice (laughs) and the voice of kate (laughs) (laughs) yeah now you get to hear the voice of kate and israel in 2021, hopefully no one made New Year's resolutions because those probably won't work out. <laughs> hopefully you just made com- a, co- a commitment to relationship with God. Yes. Amen. Yep. We had That's a great New Year's. Um, because me and Kate worked together, we were just on a company trip. So we were gone for a week. That was great. And then now we're back and I see her every day. We work together. Saw her yesterday. She was like, talking and I was like, Hey, come on the podcast. So this is, this has transpired through a 24 hour period of her saying no, <laughs> then slightly considering it and then going back to no and then saying, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm flattered that she's here. I'm blushing right Thanks. now. I'm wow. red as a tomato. <laughs> um, cool. We're going to talk about something that's really important. Something that Kate knows really well with having a ton of people around her for three years and not only a ton of people, but a ton of really talented people. Right. Yeah. They're really Bethel's talented. Bethel's a really talented place. Very a lot talented. of talent, a lot of people there. Yeah. With a lot of talents. Even like 100%. the first years that come in. Sometimes yeah. I meet the oh, first 100%. years. I'm like, yeah, I have like a business. that's so like fully running. Yeah. I'm like just here. Yeah. Like it's like running itself or like, yeah, I manage these people. Like I, like people who are very successful yeah. coming in first year and they're just like, already have like relatively like their path figured out. They're successful. They know a lot of people. Yeah. Um, That's very accurate. You know what I mean? Like they're not struggling financially. They're just like there seeking God. Or some people are struggling financially and they still come, you know? Yeah. It's like you have, that's one thing I noticed when I was there, you have a spectrum of like real, like people who have everything figured out really strong, really good. And then you have like people in the middle who are just like, they have talents, but they're still kind of figuring it out. And you have people who are just like have nothing figured out and they're there. Yeah. And they're just like figuring everything out. Yeah. So it's just like a big spectrum. And then everybody there wants to know each other. Yep. <laughs> no matter who on the spectrum, everybody wants relationship. And so then it comes into this little statement that we were talking about yesterday. Like, who do we give our time to? You know, um, 
why do we give our time who not to give our time to yeah like how do we protect it like when do we say yes and when do we say no yeah having boundaries having boundaries but not space you know what i mean yeah because creating space that's isolation and if you isolate yourself then that cuts off everything cuts yeah. off the blessing of relationship cuts off the fun parts of relationship you yeah, know totally. and you talked about one of the really good parts which was like character building yeah but also like having a relationship for character building is draining yeah <laughs> yeah that totally. sucks it is very draining and then having relationship <laughs> just for fun sucks yeah because you'll end up being drained too yeah, but I think growth in character building is always going to be painful as long as you're growing. You know, that's a sign of growth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, it's just it's not that it's a bad pain, um, just as long as you're growing in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like this quote that Simon Sinek said. It's like community is a group of people that are committed to growing with one another. Yeah. Right. So like that's kind of like who we should give our time to. You have, yeah. I think you have some stories. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just like, you have, you <laughs> I have like, many stories. She has many stories. She's literally, she's kind of like the Bible. Just oh a lot of stories. No, I do not like, put your expectations that No, 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 guys. Let's put all our expectations in Kate <laughs> to right the now. Floor. Let's literally take all our expectations and let's just put them in Kate right now. So it's let's like put our expectations in God we're gonna right find now. Out, we're going to really <laughs> find out Kate. right now whether or not Kate is good under pressure. I suck under pressure, but let's find out if Kate is good under pressure. Guys, let's put uh, I don't every know. expectation okay. on her. Do All you right, feel guys, it? Do you feel it yet? I feel the pressure. There's at least like, yeah, there's at least a lot of expect- expectation yeah. on you right now. Even though there's really no one listening right now in this moment. But it's like all future, you know? Future, yeah. pressure, expectation. Isn't it funny? We're talking to people in the future. So in yeah. a way, we're just prophesying for That's kind of cool. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You're like literally speaking to no one with the expectation that people will listen to you. It's so weird. Hey, it's that's weird. prophetic. People are hundreds and thousands are going to be Whoa. listening to this podcast. Yeah, my friend, he always says, um, he's been saying this a lot. He's like, yeah, I was preaching to like 2,000 people um, in my dreams. and <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, no. He's like, and he, he's like preaching by himself, but he always imagines himself preaching to like 2,000 people. <laughs> that's but amazing. But in reality, he's just preaching to himself. Well, that's, God yeah. is preparing him. I no, believe that. And and he has preached in front of a lot of people, but it's funny where his heart is at. And I like that. Yeah. It's really good. So. All right. Back to the topic. Yeah. <laughs> right now, we're talking to millions of listeners right now. We just speak that out. Um <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say just kidding, but okay, go. Okay. (laughs) Jump in. All right. So first question. What's your first question? question? Yeah. Okay. Like who do we not give our time to and who should we give our time to? Yeah. And I feel like you have, if I have really good example of one and really good example of the other. Totally. Let's just jump in. Yeah. Let's start with the first. A time where I should have said. No, no, no. A time where like. You gave your time to someone you shouldn't have. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. That Let's really do that. Um, do like you, is this like life in general or BSSM strictly? Life in general, okay. but I would assume that like you just have it's so many stories from BSSM. Yeah. Okay. Well, in BSSM, you want to know a lot of people like we kind of discussed before. And um, you get kind of in this culture of like 
oh, these people are cool, you know? <laughs> so I want to be friends yeah, with them. The hype, the hype uh, which is very dangerous. If, a lot do of not hype, right? follow the hype. Yeah. A lot of hype. Yeah. Um, just make sure you come to Bible school for the right reasons and you'll get what you came for. Did you come to Bible school for the right reasons? Um, it's okay. You could have changed I mind. thought I did. And then first year was a little bit like you kind of just fall into that hype. Mm -hmm. So it's did you natural. come with a really good why and then you lost the why? Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the year, you I had to remind it. myself, like, yeah. why am I, why am I here? You know? Yeah. And that's what drove me to go to second and third year. So mm. second and third year were definitely like, you had that really slap good. in the face. And yeah. I'm like, whoa. I had a couple slaps in the face. Whoa. She literally has red marks in her face. <laughs> and I still keep having slaps in the face. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, I just remember putting myself in the crowd, not necessarily that they were a bad crowd, but I believe that if you have to compromise for a relationship, it's not worth it. Like if you have to compromise your beliefs or the reasons mm. why you came there, like if it's not going to grow you, like if the main, um, the main point of that relationship is not to grow you and bring you closer to the Lord, I don't think it's worth it. At least from where I am today, that's how I think when I like choose who do I want to be friends with? I want them to help me bring like my heart closer to the Lord, like teach me to love more. And that's a really big statement teaching like God bring me friends to love more because love is hard <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's not always going to be like butterflies in a relationship when you yeah. say, God teach me to like, I want friends that are going to yeah. love like, well, and, and what does love even look like when you're broke? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think that is you know? like one of the biggest yeah. things that I learned in Bible school was learning to love people. And even the house that I lived in, like the friends that I was around and just realizing how different people are mm -hmm. and it, being able to really see that as beauty instead mm -hmm. of like, yeah. I don't know. Cause you lived with your family for 18 years. So obviously you understand them and yeah. know them. So it's easy. Totally. But you just started living with seven people? I, it was six. Six people. Well, that including it was like different. So first year is four, second, four, and then third year was six people. Yeah, but you're never home in your sixth year. I mean, your third year. Yeah, like, kind of, because mostly with my team and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you really learned how to deal with new people. Were they the same yeah. every single time or are they always different? They were always different. Okay, there was so, like maybe one person. So you that had stayed. that lucky opportunity to live. Yeah. With. To live with different people. Yeah. And I'm sure that like in the beginning, you probably gave your time to your roommates and then probably towards the end, you're like, mm, definitely yeah, I need to. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I think just realizing like you're different, you're a different person. You're not going to be friends with everybody yeah. and you don't have to get along with everybody. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. So like when it comes to giving your time, you just have to really come to this conclusion. It's like, I don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. And they don't owe me anything. Yeah. And so now you're in this really good mutual space of like, oh, I don't have to say yes to you. Yeah. And I don't have to say no to you. I can kind of make my own decision and not feel guilty about it. Yeah, I think that's sometimes we, we forget that is mm -hmm. like we are our own person. Mm -hmm. We can make our own decisions. Yeah. But the culture that we ra are raised in is we want to please people. We want people to like us, mm -hmm. you know, and it's yeah. like, why? <laughs> you know, we're already amazing the way that we are. But there's this pressure that we have to be somebody that we're not, you know. Yeah. And I've had two really good instances of that where like I had one pastor come to me and they expect me to do something. 
Yeah. And so like it was a forced yes. And I know if I said no, it would reflect poorly on me. Yeah. And then I had an instance where I had a pastor who expected nothing from me and came yeah. to me and was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, I felt no pressure. And so that I knew that like if I said yes or no, yeah, like I really gave myself the opportunity. Like, do I really want to do this? Yeah. Or am I just doing it to like come across Please as good? Someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a really good place to be. So kind of with friendship, like is it like actually having like the safe space to say yes or no or to yeah. like communicate and have all these really good things. And so for you in Bible college, um, or in general, um, you gave your time to some people that was not the best. What kind yeah. of, it was just kind of like flat. I think, yeah. So it was probably- just, I, what I'm right now, like envisioning what I remember is making friendships to, validate myself in a way like with certain people yeah self-affirmation and just being with the people that I thought were like gonna be really good friends of mine and just that were cool just that people love them okay and so because people love them I wanted to love them yeah popularity there you go um she sat at the cool table yep (laughs) at least I tried. (laughs) tried but that definitely was not the right path to take just cause, yeah. well, it's, I don't regret it because I learned so much, mm-hmm. you know, but it, I can just see that the whole relationship, it's me trying to be someone that I'm not like literally yeah. trying to do what they like instead of mm-hmm. like bringing what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely see that sometimes, especially with guys, maybe with girls too. I can't say girls cause I'm not a girl. Yeah. So well, I, I can, understand. I can vouch like, for that part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, but with like guys, like you'll see this, like there are guys where like you go into a group and it'll just be like, what they'll do is like really cool guys, really like very good lives. Um, very popular people like them, likable people, funny people, but you go into the group and it actually pulls out the worst in you and like really good guys, Yeah, you know, and love the Lord. Um, but it'll be back and forth roasting of one another, mm. which is not biblical or not healthy at all. And versus like, and then like maybe you'll get pulled into, and then like on the other end, you'll get pulled into a group of guys that, you know, maybe aren't the most popular or the most seen and they're pretty low key. Yeah. But what they pull out of you is like, you know, they honor you, they bless you. They want to see the best in you. They never like they never point out your flaws and like highlight them to everyone, yeah. you know, really inappropriate to even do that anyways. Like that's really embarrassing Yeah. and kind of unfair to people because when you're in a relationship, it should be a safe place for you to be like, um, you see someone's flaw and then you're like, okay, well like I want to s- support you to get you out of that, not keep you there. You yeah. know what I mean? And so roasting and like making comments and like making it a joke can kind of like keep someone in the mud rather than putting your hand yeah. out and pulling them out. Um, yeah, totally. so that's just like one thing I noticed with guys. Um, and so like, fortunately like this last year, I've been in a great relationship where I have guys that like only want to like positively, positively affirm you and support you and speak life into you. And yeah. that's just like a great, great, great thing to have. Yeah. I think girls don't really sit around and roast each other, but I mean, maybe if you're really close with each other. 
Oh yeah, there's gossip is definitely like, gossip isn't always bad. Gossip could just be summed up to just like talking about other people's lives. Yeah, which is still gossip. You know, it's like yeah. I don't know. It's that's an interesting subject to talk mm-hmm. about. There's like two types of talking about someone: talking about them just to talk about them, which is gossip, and then talking about them in a form of honoring them. Yeah, and like qualities about them that you like. Yeah. Because it's like, if you want to talk about someone's bad qualities, just talk about yourself. Yeah. We can have a field day on that. Yeah. 100%. Especially when you do the exact same thing that you're talking about them. Usually what, yeah, exactly. Usually when (laughs) we're judging, when we're judging somebody, (laughs) yeah, that is what we are insecure about. And I actually really admire when people will just choose to talk about themselves. Like if you really want to talk negatively, at least just talk about yourself negatively. Yeah. Because then at least we can get, we can get somewhat deep. Yeah, we can we can go deep on that. But like, you know, and that's what we were talking about earlier is like we'll have two types of relate. We'll have two types of relationships. Yeah, it was one. But like you'll have two friends. Both of those friends are really good at knowing each other. They have a really good relationship. They both go deep with each other. And because you're associated with one of them and you're friends with that person, you feel like the other person owes you to go deep with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you have that expectation. Well, because I go deep with them, you should also go deep with me. Yeah. But it's just not reciprocal. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, you have to give someone a reason to go deep with you. And so like for a lot of our lives, for me, it was four years of me wanting to go deep with people. Yeah. And what I would do is I would piggyback off of other relationships versus like in order to ever go deep with anybody, you have to put yourself in a vulnerable place. And so it goes one or two ways. You open up. You go deep, either they're like, they totally ignore it and move on or yeah. they're like, they reciprocate and they go deep with you back. Yeah. But it's always going to take one person to expose themselves, put themselves in a vulnerable place and then you go there. But the beautiful thing is when you have two mature people and you collide in life, yeah, you can go deep instantaneously because like your spirit in their spirit, they just connect and you're like, hey, we can just go deep right away. And I've had yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Know, was in the car with someone and within five minutes, we were just going deep with each other. Some I've people just have that connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I have a really quick story. Okay. Um, when I moved here from Bible school, which was in May, this 2020 in May, at, over there, I've already cultivated three years of friendship, right? And so coming back, I like remember. I had friends before Bible school, but all these friends that I'm coming back to now are moving on with their lives. And so it's like, for me, when I came back, my immediate response was like, Oh, these people are going to be my friends again, like deep friendships, you know? And it's like, Uh that's not how it is anymore because you don't have that built anymore. You know, it's like, there's a three year gap. How do you just mend that right away? Mm -hmm. With some people it works. You just like, you start off where you left off, you know, but I think realizing it really does come with time and building that. And like, if that person is going to reciprocate that deep friendship, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think too, like sometimes we'll be in a group and we're always having fun. And then we're like, we talked about this too. Yeah. Yeah. They just can't go deep. No, no, they just can't go deep with you. You, Yeah. 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 They probably go deep with other people. Yeah. But like, and it's the same thing with you. Other people probably look at you and they're like, yeah, Kate, Israel, they just can't go deep. Like they're just so yeah. superficial. They're just like so surface. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, no, like I have people I go deep with because you can't go deep with everyone. Yeah. 
Um, I think at that point you just like have people that you actually trust and yeah. you realize you can't go deep with everyone. That would just be emotionally exhausting for yeah. you. Well, <laughs> you know? how do you know that you can go deep with someone? What you said, trust, trust. What is, yeah. Well, but what is that? I think first knowing a person, their morals, their thought process, their like how they are as a person. And I don't know, for me, I have a few people that I trust. I have a mentor that I trust. I think people that have lived like not necessarily are older, but have gone through like situations, Mm -hmm. you know, and that can help me get out of those situations that they've gone through. Mm-hmm. I think that's initially for everybody. If you connect with people that open up, you know, and are vulnerable with you yeah. and they're all like, Hey, I've gone through this too. And then you're like, man, you've gone through it too. Like I yeah. want to connect through that way, you know? Yeah. I feel like the dangerous part for me, maybe for other people, I'm going to assume for other people too. So I'm just going to make a big assumption here, but I had a lot of relationships in my life where we had a lot of history and I considered that to be depth. Yeah. But then you just realize that you have a really long swimming pool, but it's super shallow. Just So just a really long kiddie pool. And then like, you know, it's not necessarily about how much time you spend with someone. Sometimes actually giving people the least amount of time possible creates the best relationships because it's so quality. Yeah. It's so intentional. Like sometimes your best friends, the people that you really should run with, you know, hang out with them once a month. And yeah. see how much your relationship flourishes with them. You know, you're only with them for two hours a month, but you have better relationships with people than you hang out with for 15 hours yeah. a week. So like I have multiple friends that live in other states and I maybe talk to them for like four hours a week and I don't see them every day and they don't live near me and I have better relationships with them than I do with people who are close to me. Yeah, I do have really good relationships locally but like there's just something about like when you when you create that that uh boundary of like well it's a forced boundary so like long distance is a forced boundary where like you're forced to like you can't just like have fun yeah, with each other yeah totally you have to you talk have to, to connect people. and like you can only do small talk for some yeah. like okay one call two calls three calls like when does it stop yeah you know like you're not going to carry that like you're going to feel so drained after every call that you're going to be like yeah i'm just not going to call them back yeah so like the conversations have to be so good because if they're not, you're not going to call them. Totally. Back, nor are they going to want to take the call. Yeah. So that's really cool. How do we replicate that? In here. In here exactly. <laughs> and it's like one thing you brought up yesterday. It was just like, okay, create boundaries, you know, like, yeah, no, I don't need to spend 20 hours a week with you. You're not a full-time job. Yeah. And I don't owe you that. Yeah. So like, well, coming from a place of, wanting so many friends <laughs> like when I before I left to bible school I had a good uh goodbye party and I had like 50 people that I did not even know come to my party and I loved it because I'm like oh look at me friends I have and I think in bible school I realized that I was giving so much time away to people that I wasn't even like self um like recharging or mm-hmm. se- doing self-care, you know, it's like, yeah. I, b- I believe, I think we talked about a little bit, maybe off the mic, but how, um, should we like not always hang out with people? Like, should we have time to ourselves or yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. we kind of talked mm-hmm. about that, but yeah, go on that. I honestly, 
I think everybody should have alone time and whether every that's every day, every with, day. Every, whether that's with the Lord, I think it always should be with the Lord. You're always with the Lord. When yeah. You're, people you're always with the Lord, but I think it should be more intentional, you know, because the, inti- the intimate time, the intimate time, or yeah. even just for me, sometimes what works is doing what I love. Like maybe just sitting at the piano or painting or drawing like something super small, but it actually relaxes your heart, you know? Yeah. And I think that's so important for everyone because you sometimes forget who you are if you don't do those things. Mm -hmm. And that's dangerous because then, I don't know, it falls into like, you just start making random friendships when you could have started making intentional friendships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Just valuing your time more because it's like you can work and make as much money as you want your whole life. Yeah. You know? Um, but like developing yourself is probably the best investment you can make. Yeah. And it's like, I think the one reason we don't do it is because we think self-development means we need to sit down and read a book. Yeah. No, it's just self-reflection, spending time with yourself, treating yourself. And so like, um, I have like for the last year I've been taking, I take myself on dates by myself with the Lord. That's (laughs) good. The Lord pays for them. I'll get coffee by myself. I know, I, and, and the thing is, I know I can get coffee with other people. Yeah. I know I can. I know I can get dinner with other people. Yeah. Um, I'll cook for myself. I'll go on walks by myself with the Lord. Uh, I'll go on a run by myself with the Lord. I'll go to the gym by myself with the Lord. Yeah. You know, I'll read a book by myself. And so, like, we think that self-investment in ourselves is always, like, reading a book or, like, reading articles or, like, studying. No. You have to make it really enjoyable. And yeah. diversity is so important. Yeah. Like, Pick up a skincare routine. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like start a diet, like whatever you need to do that like requires you to be by yourself to just watch a movie by yourself and buy yourself all the snacks you need. Exactly. I love that because a lot of, a lot of like churches or just people or society just have this pressure of like, it needs to be like intense intentionality, Mm -hmm. but it's like, no, it's God loves what you love. He he knows the desires of your heart and he's going to partner with that. So do what you love and he's going to be there regardless, Mm -hmm. you know, just keep him in mind or just talk to him, you know, he's with you all the time. You just have to acknowledge it. And like, if you think about it this way too, it's like, um, your body, who you are, who your mind is, how you feel about yourself, how you see God, you know, that investment lasts till the grave. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might only work at your job for five years. You might only have your business for 10 years. You know, um, it's like, that's the one thing that will stay with you forever. And so take care of yourself. I remember like, I really dislike going to Portland. Well, I did really dislike going to Portland. And so I would always want to bring someone with me. And I think that's like a common thing for everybody because everybody <laughs> lives in Vancouver. No one wants to make that 20 minute drive alone by yeah. themselves, find parking by themselves, walk to the store by themselves. That's true. But like, if you realize that God's with you, then you're just like, I don't need anyone else. And I'm actually going to take this step to go by myself. God's going to buy me something. He's going to give me a gift. He's going to take me out. Yeah. We're going to have a good day together. I'm going to walk, yeah. enjoy myself. And so like getting alone with God but not just in your bedroom because that's like we think yeah. that we can only get alone with God if it's in our bedroom. Yeah. But our quiet place and secret place is actually in our heart. 
Yeah. And it's actually every moment we have, we can take that opportunity to go get in the quiet place. We don't have to just do it in our bedroom. Yeah. Sometimes we should. Yeah. That, I was know, just like, going like to say, that. sometimes we yeah. should be intentional with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to not limit him in mm-hmm. a box, in a room, yeah. you take know, a nap with him, watch a movie with him, watch your favorite TV show with him, read your favorite book with him, yeah. go read Narnia with him. Yeah. Um, you said paint. <laughs> he draw speaks through so many movies. I yep. like it's insane, guys. I watched Sleeping Beauty once, and I got like four revelations Whoa. through that movie. It was insane. Yeah. You guys should watch Sleeping Beauty and ask the Whoa. Lord to watch it with you. <laughs> Love that. Um, I'm trying to think of other ways, like clean your bedroom. I've cleaned my bedroom with the Lord, or like organize my yeah. life with the Lord. Uh, yeah. I think that's good in general to just yeah. like. Fast from different things. Fast from hanging out. Like this week I fasted from hanging out with people. I've just been gone for so long. Like and by hanging out, I mean like just like having fun. Yeah. Just don't get like, and because it's a dangerous place too to be like this place where like, okay, I'm going to find relationships that grow me. And then you stop having fun. Yeah. It's like a really good relationship. It looks like this. You're having fun. Something comes up. You address it. You grow. And then you go back to having fun. And I think, maybe you get deep a little bit throughout that and then you have fun and then you get deep yeah. and then you address something and then you keep doing that and you, you're growing. Yeah. You know? What I've done in the past is like even writing in a journal for yourself, like what do you want to grow in mm-hmm. and just challenging yourself in that, in the fr- friendships yeah. that you have. And 100% don't forget to have fun because yeah. you need to have fun. Yeah, yeah. You need to laugh like that is healthy. Yeah. I've done that too, but you usually end up with like a grocery list of things that you want to grow and you're like, okay, okay. But that's still good. Like now, now what does the Lord want to grow me in? So like, yeah. you think, think about all the things that you want to grow in well, and then the Lord will just partner pick up with one the Lord thing. when you write that list. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. Like voice everything you want to grow in and then be like, okay, great. I told you everything I want to grow in. Now what do you want me to grow in <laughs> Jesus? Um, yeah. And then the funny thing is when you ask him to grow you in that area, he'll grow you right away because yeah. everything is already inside of you. It just yeah. has to activate. That's the gifts of God. Yeah. And so like literally it's like trust that God has already done it yeah. and I'll just walk it out. You know, like don't be so focused on that. But I realized just like being with God in everything you do and just making it fun, like it shouldn't be boring. Yeah. Um, like I'm doing this with God. Um, yeah. Do social media with God, like whatever it is that you need to do. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing to do with God? My Aside favorite thing. Aside from just being in your bedroom and journaling. Yeah, I love taking walks. I remember yeah. in when I was in Bethel, there was a park called Lima Ranch. And it was just like this Ooh. beautiful, yeah. um, it was, what is it called? Landscaped, really pretty like willow trees everywhere just so beautiful and i would just walk there like almost every morning and get revelations from looking at nature (laughs) like it was so i recommend going on walks with Mm -hmm. the lord it's refreshing yeah okay well going back to a good story now yeah of you finding someone to grow with do you have a story of like, or like someone you can yeah. name or like what? Dina, my best friend. Dina? <laughs> she lives in Norway currently. Uh, I know Dina. Yeah, you do know I her. Do. You she's met like, her. She's doing like uh, at a rehab center now. Yeah. Yeah. She works there yeah, yeah. and helps people, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but she, Sweetheart. I remember like 
she, I think our relationship taught me to love the most because we lived together, first of all. And there were so many times where I thought I wasn't going to be her friend anymore. Like, <laughs> shout out to Dina. I love you. <laughs> Fearless. I don't know if she listens. Maybe she does. Maybe she will. I'll, I'll tell her too. <laughs> yeah, tell her too. But um, just, I think in any relationship, like, it honestly felt like a marriage because. Like, Whoa. I don't know how marriage feels like I'm not <laughs> married or anything, but it was good to just see how to work with two different types of people, you know? And I think even during that season of like going through those hard times of really understanding what a relationship is, um, I remember hearing, do you know, do, I don't know if you guys know who Bob Jones is. Do you know who Bob Jones Maybe he we'll was sharing a story. <laughs> he was sharing a story how he, I think he died once and then like he came back to life or he just like went up very to heaven. Casual. Yeah. Very just casual. Casual resurrection. But he said he came up to the gates of heaven and Jesus was standing there and, and there was a line like going into heaven and to each person, Jesus asked, did you learn how to love? Mm -hmm. And that was the only question he asked Whoa. before people came into heaven. I've heard this. And wow. literally like after that, I was like, Jesus, why did you ask? Did you learn how to love? Not like, did you learn how to spend time with me? Did you learn how to do this for me? Did you learn how to serve people? Mm -hmm. Like, like love goes into serving, but the specific question is, did you learn how to love? Mm -hmm. And Jesus. like what, 13. Yeah. yeah. And what, what does it look like to love? You know, I started to think like, what does it actually look like to love? It's not just like acts of service. It's actually through the hard times. How are you going to love a person through that? When a person so is literally going through their darkest time, how are you going to love that person through those moments? Yeah. And sometimes we're not comfortable with that. We don't like, especially the Russian culture. We like to hide things, especially when we go through hard times. We don't like people to know. Why? You know, like I get it. Sometimes it's important. You tell the right people. You don't just tell everyone what you're going through, but mm -hmm. there's a difference when you're scared that people are going to know what you're going through, you know, and then just being careful and having boundaries. But I think just with that, like with me and Dina, we're such different people and we had so many different things going on in our lives that we had to learn how to love each other through those moments. Because mm -hmm. one day you're having a bad day, one day exactly. they're having a bad day, and you're like, hey, when are we going to have a friendship? Exactly. Like, when are you going to, like, hey, like, when are you going to figure out your life? Yeah. And then the next day, they're like, when are you going to figure out your life? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. so true. There's such, like, a friendship is very much a commitment. 100%. <laughs> so you got to ask yourself, like, can I commit to this person? on their worst day, can I be committed to them? Or am I going to run away and just dip yeah. out? Because that's an opportunity to grow right there. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you don't know how to act in those moments, like ask your friend, Hey, what do you want me to be for you right now? Yeah. Like, I want to be here for you and I don't know how to be. Can you teach me? And oh. that's a perfect opportunity to even get yeah. closer to like, that person. What comforts you? Good question to ask. What comforts you when you're feeling down? Yeah. Like, what are your favorite snacks? Like, what are your favorite movies to watch? What do you care about? Like treating yeah. everybody as if like you're trying to like woo them and romance them and just like taking care of them. Kind of like yeah. Jesus. Cause Jesus, 
knows everything about us. Yeah. But like he won't really do anything until we give him a verbal statement. So like yeah. it's so important to verbalize because it's like he can read our minds. Yeah. And maybe you have relationships where you can like straight up read people's minds because you know them well because you have history. But until something's verbalized, you like it doesn't really activate anything in your life. Yeah. You know, so you have to verbalize your problem, verbalize what you need. Communication is key. Huge. <laughs> huge. Huge, 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 huge. Yeah, and you're really good at communicating. I've gotten better for yeah, sure. I remember it was like second year and I was in the car and we were with someone and so we were having a fight and she was like, hey, you guys need to like talk this out right now. And I'm like, whoa. I can't believe like, you remember that. I can't believe you you remember that. What do you mean? Of course I remember. Because well, I felt bad in that moment. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have been this no, direct, no. but maybe it helped. Yeah, no, that was definitely very much like a, a first time for me. No one's ever done that where they're like, yeah, you just need to figure it out right now. Yeah. Um, and great. But did it help? I think so. I think like it's progressive. Like you're never going to just jump right into communication. It really takes you some time to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. It would be immature of you to just like go full force in it, like ease into it. Like just with everything, like ease into it. You don't owe anyone anything and you don't need to get to any point at you know, for someone else. Yeah. Like totally. your life is your life. Like you don't need to perfect yourself for anybody else. Go on your, at your pace. Yeah. That's like one, one really strong statement is like, go at the pace of Jesus. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. And we were talking about like just being there, like Jesus is always there for us. Yeah. So like when we're talking about love, it's just like always be there for someone. Like you may not be able, you can't, the great thing to get to is like, you won't solve their problem. But yeah. you can be f- there for them yeah. when they're, when Jesus is solving their problem. Exactly. You know? That's really good. That's so important. Don't have friendship to solve your problems. Yeah. Like have friendship so that someone will walk beside you. And if you want to know what friendship looks like, look at David and Jonathan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like Jonathan knew he couldn't solve the problem of his father hating J- David. Yeah. But Jonathan knew that he could be there for David through all of that which is so beautiful, yeah. you know? Like, Jonathan knew he couldn't, like, leave his father and just, like, go run away with David, but he could still be there for him in moments, you know? Yeah, that's true. So really friendship is not you being there for them every second of the day, but in the moments that matter, you're there as much as you can be. Yeah. And you know you can't solve the problem, but you know you can be there for someone. And so that's huge. Like, just knowing there are people out there who care for you, want to protect you, and want the best for you, huge. Yeah. And when you find that, it just makes you thrive and want to do so much better in life. So I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> How do you love a person that um, you're just emotionally exhausted with, but you still want to love them in a way, mm-hmm. and but you don't want to put your time in that friendship? How do you love them through that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, because just- we're supposed to love everyone, right? So- but Love looks different. So yeah. how do we love in that well, so there's aspect? There's a bunch of different types of love. If you look in like what the Hebrew, like there's Hava, Hava, Agape, Dodd. Um, there's a friendship one. I can't remember. Um, there's a bunch of different types of love. If you really want to know. Oh, yeah. I think there's like eight yeah, different types. Yeah, there's eight. If you really want to know all of them, you can just look at them up or you could read the book Loveology. It's really good. Um, and it kind of dives into all of them. And so there are so many different types of relationship. I think the one that we're referring to with people who are not our close friends, yeah, who we don't have deep in, intimate relationship with, it's called agape, right? 
Yeah. It's called unconditional, unconditional love. You just love somebody because you love them because God loves them. So mm-hmm. agape. So that means yeah. that you're not there putting every ounce of your time into them, especially if it's unreciprocated. Yeah. Basically, you say, hey, this is one thing I make with all my friends. I make this statement. It's super important. I make this to people who, like when there's a connection and I have an emotional connection with someone, I'm like, I, I see they're struggling. I want to help them. I know I can't change them and I know I can't fix their problem for them. Yeah. So I make one simple statement like, hey, bro, hey, sis, um, whatever, insert their name, blank. Um, I'm here for you whenever you need me. If you ever want to talk, let me know. I'm available 24-7. Call me at 2 a.m. I'll pick up your phone call. Call me at middle of the day or at work i'll pick up your phone call and we can talk i'm always here for you i want the best for you text me call me if you need anything if you need help if you have questions reach out yeah i just want to add one thing sometimes we're scared to do that when people are actually Mm -hmm. verbal with that like saying hey you can call me whenever you want and we're still scared to do that it's like that you're that person's friend and they're giving you that open door to do that take it like don't hold back because that's already an opportunity given yeah, to you yeah. that you're not taking, you know, that yeah. I'm just, it's a little side note, no, even for really, myself. It's really like good. it's really important too, because you're the one verbalizing it. Cause this all, this is all you need to do in agape. Right? Yeah. You don't need to do anything else. So you, you create your position, you stay there, you have a foundation, you're standing on it and you're not going to leave it. Yeah. And you basically say, it's like a bus stop. Like the bus stop's always there, whether you need it or you don't need it. It's going to be there. 365 days out of the year, no matter what, the bus stop's always there, you know? So if your car breaks down, the bus stop's there to take you where you need to go, okay? Yeah. It's not going to solve your problem, but it'll take you where you need to go because you're going to have to solve That's the problem good. with yeah. Jesus. So, you know, it's really important that you're like, hey, I mean it. Like, for real, call me. Yeah. And you text them. You're like, all you can ever do is say, I'm here. All yeah. you can ever say is like, I'm available. Like, no cap, I'm here for you. No yeah. problem. Like, want you, love you, care about you. And then you don't ever have to invest any time into them. Yeah. It's up to them. You've made the door open. It's up to them whether or not they want to trust you or whether or not they want to ignore it. And you can't do anything else about that. Like, Jesus can't force his way into your life. Yeah. I can't force my way into your life. So it's just really important that we don't invest all of our time on people who unreciprocate back to us. Yeah, 100%. You know, like they have to want it. I think if it it's if it's not reciprocated, then why are you fighting so hard for that? You know, mm-hmm. like that's exhausting you when you could just be like, like, honestly, with my friendships that I have, I always ask the Lord for them. Like, just because I never want to force a friendship that's not going to happen, you know? And I, I remember even in Bible school, even in high school, like I would always pray, Lord, send a person my way that's going to encourage me to love you more mm-hmm. and just like we're going to have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And he's always done that for me. And I think to like, to not be scared to ask the Lord because he yeah. will provide for us. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we're like, yeah, like God, I know you're there, but I'm going to not ask you for this. And I'm just going to make it happen myself, yeah. which it's not going to happen by yourself. Well, you know, like God knows you the best. He's going to bring you the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In friendships and relationships, whatever. Yeah. And I think just like, leaves everyone with a good question it's like okay let's stop let's 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 get rid of all of our friendships right now mentally let's deconstruct all of them let's look at every person we have in our life 
and let's let's make this the standard for friendship. Like these are actually my friends. Yeah. Let's actually figure out who our friends are. And this is this is the baseline. Yeah. I have to want them to grow and I have to care about them to be there for them whenever they need me. Yeah. And they also have to feel that same way. And there needs to be some level of verbal commitment. If that doesn't exist, I'm sorry, they're not your friend. And you're not their friend. Yeah. So it's very possible that we have a relationship with a lot of people in our life and there's no commitment between each other. And there's no assistance. There's no love. And we just have a bunch of relationships that are not friendships, but we call them that. Yeah. You know? And that's why, like, there are a bunch of, you know, marriages. There's a bunch of work relationships where there's no commitment to one another. And at that point, it's just... It's just nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll waste your life without having a good friendship. And the greatest gift in life is friendship. It's companionship. It's love. It's intimacy. That's why Jesus died on the cross. Not just to save us from our sins, but so we could have a relationship. Yeah. Huge. Totally. That's so um, good. And so that's like the Lord has stated his commitment to us. Now it's up to us to state our commitment to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so everyone has to ask themselves, like, what do I need to verbalize for me to get that? Yeah. And so for some people, they don't feel the romantic, romantic, uh, romanticification or romance aspect of who Jesus is and his pursuit. And so maybe like for myself, for me to really understand that his, com- his commitment level for me is to first was to first say like, hey, Lord, I really need you to pursue me and be romantic towards me and yeah. love me and I really need you to show me that yes. because I want to be committed to you. Yeah. You know, go That's read Song of Songs. 100%. Go read David. Like, yeah. There's something romantic about Jonathan and David that I really like. There's like, it's like you romanticize it. It's like the friendship you've always wanted. Like his, because Jonathan said, hey, not only in my lifetime am I devoted to you. And the funny thing is too, Jonathan was at a, was at a, um, was in a socially higher status than David was. He was the heir to the throne, and then David was just a shepherd boy or a commander in the arm, uh, in the army, right? And Jonathan was like, "Hey, not only um, will I serve you and be there for you and be your companion and your friend, but my whole generation and everyone yeah. after me will also serve and be with you and your friend." You yeah. Know what I mean? And so that's just super romantic if you think about it. Like, yeah that's the commitment that's actually a almost a bigger commitment than marriage because marriage is just for your lifetime your children won't be committed in that same way you know yeah um marriage is still is still a huge commitment yeah and i'm just for the sake of this i'm saying that this is greater because friendship is probably one of the biggest lacks yeah and marriage can't be the only friendship you have because you need friendship in a marriage yep to start that, like yep. you can't just have a relationship in a house and not have a friendship. Your marriage yep. is not going to last. Like song, song of Songs shows that. So like there's the bride and there's the groom and then there's a group of friends who are in support. Yeah. So it gives you a really pretty picture that you can't just have marriage. You also need friendship. Yeah. Friendship should come before marriage. So if you don't have really strong friendships, yeah, then don't get married yet. Like that's like the big, yeah. the big thing, yeah. you know? That's good. Um, and if you don't know your value, because the bride knew her value and was like, hey, pursue me. Christ yeah. said, I'm committed to you. I, I love you. And the bride was like, hey, come follow me. Yeah. So 
it comes to this point, like we all have to ask ourselves this question. If we want this committed, really fun relationship with the Lord, then we have to say, hey, pursue me, verbalize our needs, verbalize our wants, verbalize our desires, which are him, then we can begin to actually enter into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because usually we just, we, a lot of people have only verbalized the things we want as in items or materialism, but we never verbalize what we want in our spirit, which is longing for a passionate love with Jesus and with people. Yeah. I want to just throw in an example. Yeah, go take your time. Um, I remember there was a group, there were a group of friends in Bible school where they were just like so in love with Jesus, just completely like radical for the Lord. And I wasn't really in a place where I was like, felt that radical, like, Mm -hmm. yes, Jesus. And so I think this is a moment where I should have said yes. And I said no, because I was scared of that Mm -hmm. radical love for Jesus, you know? And so I ended up choosing another crowd to be friends with. And I wasn't as motivated to love the Lord as Mm -hmm. I would have been with those people. Like, not that I need motivation to love the Lord, but it's good to surround yourself with people that will encourage you to go spend time with God, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think even like just tying that into like, what kind of friendships do we need to look for? Like someone that you see their life, you see the fruit of their life and what's, what is growing, you know? And, um, like what they do, on a daily basis, you know, like how does their daily schedule look like, you know, are they spending time alone? Are they just wasting time with people? You know, that makes sense. It does. Yeah. For me, the word of the year, and I think this goes, I think this is for everybody. I don't know. It's my first, it's probably my first year where I feel like there's a word for everyone. Like it applies to really. What is the word? It's like, the year of being intentional mm. and like cutting away of things. That's good. You know what I mean? It's like last year, last year was a year of clarity. It was very much a year of clarity yeah. for a lot of Do people. Do you think it's, it was personally like for you or for, I feel like for a lot of people, a lot of people received clarity. Yeah. Not obviously not everyone, but most of the people who I know clarity. And as far as for this year, me talking to people, they feel very much the same way I feel about this year. Wow. So at least within my community, yeah, totally. it's very representative of yeah. what I'm seeing right now. Being intentional, cutting away from all the excess, yeah, and slowing down our life, and like literally just and literally having really good relationship with Jesus, yeah, and not trying to get anywhere fast, yeah, like literally just this year of taking it slow, taking it easy. And even like your relationship with God and you doing you like that's going to attract the right people, the right friendships into your life. So don't even worry about like having that right community because God will naturally lead you into that. Like it's hard to believe, but it that is actually how it works. Like I've seen it in my own life and I mean, I don't know. That's just how Mm -hmm. my thought process goes yeah if we actually start off with a lot it'll lead us to less that makes sense does Mm. that make sense like yeah a little bit a little bit expand on that a little so like if we if we start off with taking everything on it'll actually eventually lead us to the point of burning out yeah yeah, we'll end off with a little bit yeah you bought you bit off more than you can chew yeah so at a certain point 
your bite is so big, you're not going to be able to swallow it. You're going to have to spit some of it out or all of it out. And then you end up with nothing. Or you take small bites and over time, 20 minutes, you eat the whole apple, but you were able to eat it all. So starting off with less will lead you up with more. But if you start off with everything, then you end up with nothing. Yeah. And so very much like this simple truth of just like Jesus said it, Bible said it, you know, faith. Yeah. It starts with the little things and then it compounds into this big thing. And so life is an apple. We take a couple small, we take a bunch of small bites and then we eat the whole apple. Yeah. You know, and then it exposes the whole core of everything. And like now you have, now you see everything and it's very clear to you and you know your life and you know your purpose. And like faith is us trusting and focusing on God and what's in front of us today and not focusing on what's what our results are going to be or what it's going to get us or how good it's going to be. Like, don't enter into friendship for it to grow you. Yeah. Enter into friendship for the simple truth of being in friendship. And then it'll grow you. Yeah. And then, of course, it's going to grow you. Just like how many times I've entered into relationship with Jesus for him to fix my problems. And I came in with the idea of the product that Jesus produces that I miss Jesus. Yeah. Because I'm worried about tomorrow or I'm worried about the next day. So Bible says, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Christ has already planned every day, knows every day, seen every day. And really for us to really tap into that and access to the Holy Spirit, we have to just focus on the now. Like yeah. the greatest gift we can have today is focus on today. And then tomorrow will take care of itself. Yeah. And then don't worry about the day before. Like just take every day as it comes. Take every moment with your friends as it comes. Don't think about where it's going to get you, what it's going to get you, how you're going to get where you're going to get. Like literally just live every day passionately and happy and like literally go to work for the sake of going to work and enjoying that. Not because you want to get rich. Like start a business for the joy of starting a business. Hmm. Start a friendship for the joy of starting a friendship. Go on a walk with Jesus for the joy of going on a walk with Jesus. Not because you need to get somewhere, you need to be someone. You don't need yeah. to do any of that. You actually don't owe anyone anything. Yeah. And you don't owe life anything. You know, God's not, he's actually not pressuring us to do anything. Like oh, yeah. sometimes we think like, oh God, I feel bad. Like I need to do this for you. But he actually doesn't need you to do anything except for yeah. just be there and be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like like here, here's the thing, like, like screw 2022. <laughs> I could care less and don't want to think about it. You know, I just want to look at today and be grateful. Yeah. Because God's gift is today. Yeah. And then tomorrow God's gift is today. Yeah. And thank, oh my gosh, I love this. Okay. Thankfulness is like the biggest tool you like just being thankful is going to get you through so much because Mm -hmm. you're not disappointed. You're just thanking God for the moment that you're in today and like the situations that you are in, like finding the beauty in every terrible situation. Mm-hmm. And even like the scripture, James, I think one, two or one, one, like going or, uh, endurance, something about endurance. I really want to find it because it's like one of my favorite passages. Yeah. Well, it's really hard to have endurance if you're running and you're thinking about how am I going to get to the 12 mile mark or the 26 mile mark in a marathon? If I'm thinking about, getting to the 26 mile mark. Yeah. Like endurance is you just taking every step at a time and enjoying every step 
as much as possible and just being grateful that you've made it this far. Yeah. And then like, of course, if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, you're going to get to your destination. Yeah. But if you forget about that simple step of obedience, then like you'll be overwhelmed and you'll just want to give up. Yeah. So like, how can you work hard at your job if you're always focused on where you're going to be at in five years? That's true. Or like how much money you need to save. You're never, you're going to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. How are you going to enjoy dating? How are you going to enjoy a friendship? How are you going to enjoy starting a business if you're always looking two years down the road? Yeah. You're always looking about, yeah, just like enjoy today because it's literally the least overwhelming thing. Yeah. It's literally the opposite of overwhelming. It's yeah. Let life underwhelm you so you can just like thrive and just like have the best day and like cultivate like technically like um like just look at your day and like try not to plan everything and just like kind of let it flow and just like literally let it be just as simple as possible and just enjoy as much as you can and like the simple act of doing things yeah because simplicity is just you not adding things you know like an apple is great but as soon as you start adding things to it yeah it becomes complex and then it's like overwhelming to your body because there's pesticides there's yeah. like all these things <laughs> what i realize is we're gonna finish our task regardless so why stress in the moment you know like yeah. we stress so much but then we end up getting it done anyway you know yeah, it takes it's you like twice as long yeah Exactly. Okay. I want to read the passage. It's James one, two. It says, dear brothers and sisters, this is NLT, uh, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy for, you know, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So just being thankful and looking at, okay, God, how can I grow in this situation? You know, how can I grow in this friendship that's not reciprocated, you know, how can I grow in this friendship that is reciprocated, but it's just really emotionally hard right now. Like mm -hmm. how can I grow in this situation? Um, yeah, I think that's a really, really good point because that's something that has gotten me through so many things. Mm -hmm. It's just being thankful and looking at every opportunity as a time to grow mm -hmm. and just be joyful. It's hard. It definitely is hard, but I think once you, like almost like train your heart to be thankful. Like, I don't like the word train, but it sounds kind of like robotic, but, um, just practicing that thankfulness and you'll see how much your perspective changes, your heart mm. changes towards people, towards situations, towards yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, if you see your life, like, like if you say that you're still practicing in your life, then that means that means like you've established it's cool to fail, you know, because if you're practicing something, then that means you're okay with failing because you're not actually in a performance based competition, you know? What yeah. I mean? So like, it's just really good. Like when you feel like you're not competing, like don't compete yeah. in life. Yeah. 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 That's like, good. It's yeah, a good don't word. Don't compete with your friends. Like, <laughs> get to a place where you're okay with your friends being more successful than you. Yeah. That's so true. Like, or even this, like your friend is less successful than you and you're like, shoot, I'm about to make them more successful than me. Like whatever I can do to make them more successful would love to do that. Yeah. Let's not make life about like we don't make our life about ourselves or like, um, like how can I make my friend's relationships better? Yeah. Or like how can I make my office better today? 
can I do someone's work without telling them and like kind of just make it a little easier for them? Um, you know, like what can what can we do? I don't I don't know. Like I think it's something that we just ask ourselves every day. Like it makes life fun. Like little secret missions. Like yeah, you know, going out of our way get some gifts for people maybe don't leave your name on it just like leave it a surprise yeah yeah and like your relationship with them will grow because like you know what you did and like yeah it's not to get something back because mm-hmm. if you're doing something to get something back you're gonna be disappointed it's not a friendship <laughs> yeah point. it's literally not a friendship yeah we love friendship friendship's great friendship's great yeah. um do you have like a word for the year I can tell you what I got like personally. Um, And when did you get it? When Roman was actually speaking at Kingdom Movement one time and he was like, how long ago was this? I think this was literally right before New Year's. And he was saying, perfect. Throw away all your like plans (laughs) for 2021, (laughs) all your resolutions. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's like, just take a moment to listen and ask God, like, what do I actually need this year? And for me, it was literally the simplicity of pursuit and intentionality. Like, (laughs) so when you said that, I was like, that actually made sense for me because just being intentional with the Lord and just spending time with him, like there, I don't have to accomplish something this year. Like God knows the right timing for me, you know? And I think as long as I maintain and cultivate a relationship with him he's going to bring me into those right moments i think it's also important to note that we're in the same community and so like one thing god loves to do is when there are a group of people committed to each other yeah he will speak the same word over that whole group yeah he did it in the bible like the israelites he would speak the same word over everybody yeah so everybody would hear the same word because it's a group of people who are committed to each other and like keep in mind it was a million people yeah so like a million people can receive the same word, but it's up to them whether or not they want to live by that word. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And um, so like, what is your community being told by God? You know, like what is the word? Because I think that every community might have something different they need to grow in or God wants to grow them in or God wants to do within them. Yeah. And maybe it's the same word that we have, but uh, we're really lucky to be in our community. We love our community. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love Kate is like the best worshiper. She kills it. Thanks, Izzy. Yep. Yep. It's definitely an honor to Uh do that. (laughs) She's great at it. It's fun. She's great at it. She's been on like Bethel worship. No, I haven't been. I've been on the BSSM worship team. (laughs) Same thing. Same thing. Which was definitely fun too. Yeah. It was great having Bethel worship on. Bethel worship. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm on Bethel worship now. Was, <laughs> Shout out to Bethel was. worship. Now she's on Kingdom Movement worship. Just kidding. Yes. In the move. Yes. And um, yeah, it was good. Do you have any other thoughts you want to lay out or like? I think don't take life too seriously. Oh, yeah. Just relax and take it easy. <laughs> What's that? From? You don't know what song? Relax. Take it easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I can like end the song, the podcast. With oh my gosh, song. you should. Actually, no, I might You get should start the podcast. I might get, I might get copyrated. Why? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we spot. could do like a, our own version. Okay, ready? <laughs> ready? Three, two, 
One. Relax. <laughs> Take, Take it, it easy. easy. Relax. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. We love good. you. That was good. Um, this was the first episode of the year. After this episode, we're going to post every single week. So Whoa. maybe we'll get how many weeks are there left in the year? It's like 52. We missed like three weeks. So like hopefully 49 episodes this year. Wow. Maybe, a lot, a lot of good episodes. Maybe, right but there. no promises. I know I don't owe you anything. So <laughs> <laughs> remember, don't, don't, don't read too much into that. No um, expectations. Yeah. <laughs> guys, kidding. for those of you who had expectations that I'd literally post the first week of the year, like, sorry, not sorry. Um, but if you want to cash app the podcast to help us get new equipment, more, not new equipment, but more equipment so we can do floor mic setups, like feel free to do that. Um, we also have people who take photos for us and I'd love to like bless them. So if you'd like to donate, you can cash up our parable and I'll put it in the, in the bio of this thing. And then thank you, Kate, for coming on. If you Thank also you want to cash up me. Kate, because you definitely don't have to cash up <laughs> us, just put in the comments when you cash up us, Kate, and then I'll send that to Kate. Wow. Little love <laughs> offering. Oh, that Whoa. is so sweet. And then I can just send it right back to our parable. <laughs> nah, you don't have to, to do that. You can go get some support like, matcha relevant coffee. Or that. Shout out to relevant coffee for making great matcha. Yeah. Yeah. It was honestly so fun to be on here. Thanks yeah, for having thank me. Let's, let's go work. Yep, let's yeah, go work. I have, I have, we literally are in our office right now. <laughs> oh, we gotta work. <laughs> we need to work. Yeah, it's um, 10, 10, 10 a.m. It's it's time to work. So an okay. hour podcast. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> we definitely strived the perfect amount today. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not gonna do anything else good today. This is it. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 I love you. Bye. <laughs>